for the shout out podcast. <laughs> Jay and C Mac yeah. in the house. Dynamic duo. Yeah, man. This is what we do. Yeah. This is what we know. I can punch you out. I can kick you down. But if you this my podcast, you know I will knock you out. Oh, yeah. Elbow to the, to the face. Hammer punch to the head. To the head. Talking all things. All right, everybody, welcome to the Shout Out Fight Podcast. This is show number one. I'm your host, uh, Jason Bryant, with my co-host, Chris McMillan. Chris, how are you today? Good, man. How are you? Good, good. How are you feeling about doing this? Can't wait. I'm really excited. Yeah, it's uh, this is a new venture for myself and Chris. We've obviously uh, uh, spent many years together in the gym, you know, doing fight stuff. So uh, here's another way that we're going to, I guess, get involved and uh, hopefully bring some, some more fun stuff to the fight world as well as uh, just people even in our uh, our community um so first i guess uh, myself and chris decided that we wanted to do this as uh, uh we talk to people and students and ex-fighters and coaches and, and people around us and we have a long history and we've done a lot of things with fighting and even just with teaching and we love to talk about it so we uh we wanted to bring that to you guys as well maybe into our discussion um uh, with Muay Thai, boxing, kickboxing, and, and anything else that we're interested in. Um, anyway, I just quickly, I guess, wanted to say how I got involved in martial arts. Um, as a young age, just blood sport. For those who know me, I, I'm a diehard blood sport guy. And uh, that just started the whole thing, and I've been super obsessed since. And uh, uh, obviously now running a, a full-time martial arts facility. Uh, and Chris being one of the awesome instructors there and fighters out of that gym. Um, but we've been together, you know, 15, 16 years. And, uh, yeah, Chris, how about you? How'd you get involved? Uh, well, I grew up in a kind of a poopy neighborhood, so I found a local community hall was doing some karate lessons. So I was like, Mom, I want to sign up because I was a little uneasy walking to my grandparents' house, which was a couple blocks away. And I travel there a lot. So I started in karate, and then that's where I met you. And we talked on the Bulldog and Bear podcast, too, about your socks, your infamous socks doing karate. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> haven't heard the end of it. But I don't care. Uh, yeah, and Chris, uh, and from my point of view as a teacher, Chris came in and, and uh, did karate and, and kind of carried a, a bit of attitude with him. But I, I, I find that to be good. I think that's part of fighting. Yeah, yeah, a little, you know, what? little chip punk, on your shoulder. Punk teenager. Yeah, of course, of course, as they all are. And you're the same age as my bigger brother, so. Right. I was like course i'm going to give you some attitude sure sure no, no, no big deal but yeah. but uh um you know but that's okay and, and to be honest fighters have attitude um kind of have to right that's it and then we just started uh obviously teaching and learning and sparring from each other and i figured chris right away like uh, when i was a black belt chris is an orange belt i'm like man i'm not that i'm having trouble with an orange belt but man this kid's pretty tough and then we just kind of blossomed together uh doing muay thai and obviously i was fighters are a special breed but chris is that breed and he wanted to pursue fighting more than i did and but we, we both found a pretty cool obsession and uh and off we went with it so and it's it's been a, a hell of a journey ever since um how was it from your perspective what was it like sort of clashing together coming together with as far as us as a team well, uh, yeah, I remember not really liking you when you first started because you came in with that attitude, like, I'm here to teach. That's pretty hard-ass. Taking <laughs> over for, you know, teaching for Des or whatever. So, yeah, yeah. Like, giving you attitude, of course I am. And then, I don't know, I think once we started just hanging out more and 
doing kickboxing that we got pretty tight instantly. Yeah, it was definitely kickboxing. After a couple, yeah, sessions, it was like, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's <clears> definitely <throat> what brought us together. But and then obviously we, uh, as the gym grew and and Chris, uh, obviously it's hard to become a fighter and earn income. So um, Chris was working at the gym, still works at the gym, has a great following, has his own classes, teaches at several locations. And uh, the gym's kicking ass, um, especially now that we're out of this silly COVID thing. Uh, it's really picked up, and it's awesome to see everyone back. So what what was uh, – me and you are very similar in that way. What was that break like for you? Like, just, I mean, let's call it a 16 months. I know we got to step back on the mats here and there, but but let's say that, uh, you know, in general, 16 months of our life was really gone, and when that's all we do, how how did that affect you, and how did you come out of that? First little bit was – I remember us talking about this. It was a bit of a nice little break. Yeah, I you agree. Know, especially for me coming from straight from that fight. It was like a nice break on the body, holding pads and whatever. Um, but then it got just out of control with like, I, I'm so bored. I want to go do something, you know, and everybody around us is back to there or didn't really change for them. Like maybe they have to work at home or whatever. Yeah. But thank the baby Jesus that we were able to still go to the gym and lift weights and hit the bag and stuff because yeah. we saw on social media and people around us what it did to them not having an outlet like that. Yeah, and the stories coming back too from from a lot of the students. Yeah, um, what's it like now that you're back teaching? How you're feeling? How are things going? It feels normal, especially the other night when it was getting a little crazy in there. <laughs> like it was a little uneasy because I felt like a lot of eyes were on me and not used to, yeah. you know, it's watchful eyes. Yeah. You know, like oh. I guess it's going to make me a sharper teacher now. I'm going to make sure that I'm not slacking. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got parents watching now. You can't be having a 15 minute talk about Disney movies. Or yeah. something. <laughs> Were you doing that, Christopher? We have to have a talk. Oh, uh, the other night I got a little carried away with music. It was like five minutes <laughs> in. I saw a parent. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, All right. It's, All right. We can talk about should, guitars later. We should do push ups and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it was, I, I feel the same. The, the break at the beginning was really nice. Because uh, we run up, we we do everything every weekend. We're fighting, you're fighting, you're training, you're doing this, doing that. So, like our actual forced break, like that yeah, was the, the the first let's say month was really nice, right? Because I also got to spend time with my family, you know. Right. I don't yeah. get to uh, for how long it's been ten plus years of not having week nights. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You're right. It was like, weird being but, home on a Wednesday night, seeing what people watch on TV. Like, wow, this is what you guys do. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Um, I also think it, it it felt it was nice on the body and the mind and everything because it was forced. Like there was literally nothing we can do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I have to just stop. So yeah, it, it was. Yeah, the first round was was kind of a welcome break, and then obviously it just got really downhill from there. But whatever, we're back to it. Teaching. I um I thought the first week was really tough. I had a hard time getting asleep just because you're jacked up at the end of the night. I was having a having a tough time getting up. Uh, Funny enough, I had sore feet. From standing, <laughs> is that right? Hey, eh? yeah, I kind of think first I did night too. I was like, oh man, I'm tired. Yeah, it's it's tough to get right back to it, but it yep. it was nice to see everybody in a good mood, and uh, and as well as me to be in a good mood. I mean, uh, people are so happy just to be back. So uh, it's nice to yeah, lots of comments like that will brighten your day. Like man, just good energy was coming in. No one's been rotten. Yeah, everyone's been exactly. happy. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been really welcoming. All right, so listen, that's that's our lives. 
Uh, let's get to it. We're, we're here to talk fights. That's what we talk about. That's all we talk about. It's all we know. I don't want to talk about COVID anymore. Yeah, enough of that crap. That's over. Um, so I know it's been a, a you know pretty much two weeks at this point, but I was out of town. Let's quickly go through the, oh, yeah. the Muay Thai World Cup. Um, how... How was it from a fan perspective? I obviously had a bit of a different chair. So how were you? How were you feeling in there, how, w- watching the fights? What was it like? What did you take away from that? Just as, as a general, First, as number one, it was great to see some fights. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting to see two people beating the snot of each other with a sky and like a beautiful mountain background, yeah. with like their hair flowing in the wind. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, Mark with his like superhero cape when he won, flapping in the. Yeah, kind of like, just put it down man. <laughs> <laughs> or tie it around your waist okay Mark we get it uh, no, that's good um, overall good event really good fights yep let's let's break down the uh, let's break down the the three main uh, um, main fights there so let's start with number one which was uh, Michael Fitzpatrick versus uh, Justin Parsons what are your thoughts on that well as most people know I fought Fitzpatrick a couple years ago and he's moved up a couple pounds in weight and this was the inaugural 160 pound WBC belt uh, in my opinion it wasn't the nicest fight you know but uh, the guy he was fighting I don't know much about him apparently you were supposed to fight him back in the day so yep. yeah, way back uh, I don't know how active that guy's been or whatever but you know styles make fight and that guy didn't make it pretty for Michael um, mm-hmm. yeah I've Look, man, I, I thought the guy I fought looked and felt much better than what I saw. Um, I know that guy didn't give him a nice fight, yep. a pretty fight, but I I, I agree. Th- you know? I, I thought I thought the Fitzpatrick that fought you looked like a hungry predator, and I saw it in him, and he he was coming to. I mean, he did finish this guy. Very true, but the guy that was elbow hunting me. Yeah, you know, I felt wasn't he had a bit of up a, that night. You know, sure, he was, sure. He was still hunting, but yeah, he didn't have that same fire. It looked like. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Looks um, a little tentative too. Um, but hey, when th- crazy stuff's being thrown at you, right? You're like, whoa, whoa! You don't want to. Yeah, I, I was impressed with, and maybe this threw him off, but uh, Fitzpatrick. But I was impressed with Justin Parsons' hand speed. Like he. It was really fast. I was pretty impressed. And then he had real heavy low kicks. He did a good job of using his lead low yeah, kick yeah. to his back leg. And I, I wonder if that maybe threw Fitzpatrick off a little bit. Like, you know, if, I think the f- first or second round, you could see it affect him a little bit. I think he might have even changed stances for a second. Right. I, I, I was impressed, man. And, so. and, uh, and, and, but uh, on the same note with uh, Fitzpatrick, I was really impressed with how much power he can generate with his belly on you in the clinch, like with knees. That, that's, you know, that's obviously somebody versed in the clinch. If you can, if you can be belly to belly and slam someone with knees, man, that's a, that's awesome. Yeah, that's he, proper Muay Thai. Yeah. I remember him being quite strong in the clinch. He's got those high hips, so he's sure does. Yeah. yeah he can, he can whip those knees in pretty well. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, good for him, man. That was, he, he beat that guy down. Who would you like to see him fight next? At 160, I don't know who's around in Canada. Let's let's say 160-ish. Maybe North America. How about that? Let's expand it a bit. I, I know. Oh, uh, Cody Jerome. Oh, yeah. I know that fight, oh, yeah. you know, should have, could have, would have happened. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it still will. That's true. That would be a fun one. Um, maybe someone like Shane Campbell as well. I know he's oh, out yeah. there, right? And he's a fairly big dude. Pretty yeah, tall. Um, 
I guess Justin Parsons, I'm not sure if you saw on Instagram, Justin's calling out Quinn from Dunamis there. Uh, how do you think that fight goes? I guess from what you know, I mean, like you said, I know you don't know much of Parsons, but... Uh, man, I haven't seen Quinn work in a long time, but I know that he's been improving. I've seen him, like, just walking around, and he's friggin' jacked, man. Yeah. He's huge. He's in really good shape. Um, Jake says he's been, you know, he's been really changing his style in his game, using his head more, so... Yeah, he's he's pretty, uh, um, you know... I'm, you don't want to. I'm not trying to say like gronky. That's not the right word. But but uh, uh, uses definitely uses his physicality a lot more than yep. than the thinking man. And so yeah, yep. mixing it obviously. No, that that's a great idea. I'd be really down to see that fight, but I take Quinn. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. I know Justin called him out. Uh, nice. Yeah. So that's and, 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 and respectfully, of course, which is awesome. I think that'd be a good fight. Uh, I, I don't know Quinn enough. I haven't seen him fight that much. I know he, he beat you know Jerry. I know he's a physically strong guy. Obviously, trains in a proper camp. Um, but that's one I'd certainly be wanting to see. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, next pro debut on ECL, which we'll get to later. Right, Quinn. Yeah, yeah Quinn. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, next fight: Devin Little Shields versus FA. I can't remember his last name. Kalaskan. Sorry if I got your name. If you ever hear this, my friend. Yeah. Um, FA. So FA followed me on Instagram. Couple years ago, when mm. I've been uh, watching him, and I've always, I always thought he was a bit smaller. I didn't know he was that big. Right. Um, standing next to Devin, he didn't look that big, but no, he's not. a tall kid himself. Yeah. Um, I was super surprised, man. I know we're gonna talk about that left kick. Yeah. Like yeah. How he can pick that thing up. Yeah. At, you know, at that pace and surprised Devin. That was really slick. I agree, I was impressed man. With it. Impressive how well he does that. Yeah. yeah, and to be honest, I think there's a couple out of that camp that are pretty sneaky with that lead left kick like that, uh, where there's no switch step. It, it's it's just let them let them come in and whip it up. And he just about caught Devin a few times. Um, I think he did once. Yeah? I think he might have got stunned, man. But Devin played, like, he recovered yeah, yeah, really the, quick. I, uh... De I, man, the, the thing you gotta deal with with Devin is his front kick. That his front kick is terrible like just makes me want to throw up i mean in in like a good sense like oh dude yeah, i know watching though i'm like oh god you must you must have had to to figure that kick out you might have had to walk through a lot of broken toes like have to deal with a lot oh, of broken yeah. toes At, after the fight i even told that i asked Evan, like you must fold a ton of people in the gym sparring yeah. with those front kicks and he kind of just giggled you know yeah 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 like, you have to man he threw him like just good like person with his range and stuff, should be using that. Yeah, man. 100%. Smart fighter. Shout out to you, sir. And your coach. Shout out to you, Chad, man. Yeah. Obviously a wealth Devin's of experience. And uh, uh, you're somebody who I watch as a coach and look up to as well, man. I'm watching what you're doing. So uh, just trying to improve myself. So shout out to you, chaps. I feel like Chad's kind of like us. He's a fight nerd. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, that guy just watches YouTube. and Yeah. Just, we're just going to yep, super try smart. some sweet stuff, man. And yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I admit that when Sarah fought Megan there for that title, you could see through the curtain and I could see and hear Chad move exactly like Sarah and say what Sarah's going to do, which is exactly what we were warming up doing. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, well, oh no. <laughs> like, That's a good coach. Of course, man. Yeah, but, but it sucks when you're watching it happen in front of your eyes. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, man, so obviously a super smart coach. Uh, where does Devin go from here? 14-0. and 14-0. It's... I don't know what his plan is with Chad, but... I don't know. What do you want to see? 
I want to see him pro. And fight who? 165-ish, right? 165? Yeah, I think so, 165. There's a couple fights out there for him. Well, I know Scott McKenzie's at that weight, but yep. maybe I know he would probably want a, a pro fight before he's fighting for a belt. Devin. I would anyway. Yeah, De- Devin, I would anyway if I was in his shoes. I don't know what they want, but that'd be a fight. Again, man, with, with COVID and stuff, Everyone's kind of. On I have no idea of this the scene around Canada. I don't yep. know anybody around at yep. the, right now. I think events got to start happening so I can get my mind refreshed. But. Yeah, see who kind of matches up well. I agree. Um, obviously, there's there's oh, a sorry. Uh, I know Devin has fought Quinn, but I know Quinn's dropping in weight. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's another potential. Well, didn't didn't him and Jerry fight to a split decision? Jerry Liu from Arashiro Shoulder. Yeah. Who knows what he's doing though? I don't know. True, he's... but but he maybe if not ready to turn pro, depending on what Jerry feels about that. Yeah. Uh, if he turns pro, I mean, there's Derek Jolivet at 165. I don't know if he's still fighting around there. I right. word on the street is uh, he's got a fight coming up. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I can't break that here. Um, but I can we can maybe talk about it on a different podcast. Wink, wink. Bulldog and Bear Show. Um, Shameless plug. Yeah, Shameless. yeah. Uh, but there's a couple. Obviously, Scott. But uh, you know, Scott's got a few fights under his belt. You know, that'd be tough to just hop right into that fight for Scott. I'm sorry for Devin. Uh, but yeah, I, that'd be a really interesting battle of styles, though. Yeah, and to be honest, it'll be interesting to see because again, we'll talk about the ECL there. But we know that uh, Scott's got a matchup against right. Matt Kendall there, so that that would be a. Oh, hey, maybe if. Uh... If Scott comes out on top of that one, maybe that's Devin's first fight. Yeah, fights yeah. Matt Kendall. Yeah, and then Scott. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? But but there, I, there's definitely some matchups out there for him. Yeah. Now the main event: Mark McKinnon versus Tim Lowe. Marky Mark and Tim. Marky Mark. Tim. Timmy Tim. Tell me, uh, tell me your thoughts on this. Um. Well, we all know how it went. Mm-hmm. What's the definition of insane? Or like doing doing, doing the same exact thing, same thing expecting a different, different result. result like Tim's got to keep his hands up man yeah he's got to keep his hands up yeah um and I know his style's a little bit different but uh my I guess as a coaching advice if I was to give any and, and please Tim Ryan um take it or leave it it doesn't matter but I, I as in general as a southpaw you must have a good lead hook and you must be prepared to block the southpaw lead hook because it's coming there's no jab the jab is based orthodox lead hook I'm sorry orthodox lead yeah. hook yeah versus southpaw uh that's a that's a staple and it's a must lead hook and rear round kick must it's a must right for both versus southpaw yeah. and and being a southpaw um and obviously Tim's got that rear round kick no problem and he he's slugging a few um yep. but listen I I also see that uh, obviously different body types, but Mark is a specimen, man. When Mark he, is such a beast. He is huge. Such a beast. He's so goddamn strong. Right, like physically, just manhandled Tim. Like he's he's so big, right? Like Tim's a big boy himself. Very true. Yeah. And I, I do think when uh, when when Tim got rocked from that first left hook there, I, I to be honest, I just don't think he recovered. And then no. Mark didn't let him recover. You know what I mean? No, Mark did a really good job of. It was like smart, constant pressure. He didn't. He got a little. Of course, he's gonna try and tee off on him when he dropped him there the first time. But he might have punched himself out a little bit. But he, I think he recovered and came back, and it was just like a steady, 
Yeah. Like a bug at a barbecue, man. Just get away from me. Yeah. And yeah. yeah Tim, he's just all over Tim. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tim, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to judge because if, if you're already rocked, I mean, who knows how much of that fight you even remember after that, you know, you're sort of concussed early in a fight. But uh, I sent him a message. So just to let everybody in in the world here, this, this is weird for me, but I struggle with, I wish if there's anything I, I, I'm always trying to find as a martial artist, as a, as a coach, as a whatever, is the never say die attitude. I'm going to search for that my whole life. I'm not saying I'm not a tough guy, but. We even see at the top levels of fighting that once some guys really taken over, some guys will fight, put up a fight, but you know they've kind of conceded they've lost. Yeah. Tim did not. Tim did not, and Derek, his teammate, Jolivet, Derek Jolivet, are the same. And I don't think that's anything you can build. I think you have that or you don't. That's what I've learned because I swear to God, I've been searching for that my entire martial arts career, and I can't, I can't find it. I'm looking. I've come to the conclusion that you have it or you don't. And funny enough, that's one of the things I admire most about that kind of fighter like Tim. Like, I I want what you have. That never say die, man. I I'm searching for that, and I I'm never gonna have that, and I want it. A lot of people would. We've seen how many countless we can count how many people would, after the first knockdown or even got up from that one. The second one would have been like, okay, yeah. But can we talk about the ref? Sure. I don't think that fight should have went five rounds. I believe it should have been called off when before he was hanging through the ropes at the end. Yeah, man. Uh, I, you got to think about the fighter's safety, man. <clears throat> I I watched, I rewound it. He gave him an eight count and then said go. He didn't ask him to walk towards him. He clearly wouldn't have made that walk or he would have stumbled and then the fight was waved off. <clears throat> no. He said... Seven, eight, okay, fight. And then the next thing is him laying through the ropes. That's not good, man. Oh, oh, before the last knockdown. It was before. I see. Yeah, man, I, I was pretty amped up. I barely remember. Um, That's my memory. What I would possibly say in uh, in that ref's defense is is I'm hoping. I didn't know. I didn't know at the time at the very end of the fight, when, after he got up, so that right, right as the fight ended, I didn't. No, it was the end of the fight. So when he let him get up and counted and went, okay, are you ready? And was going to let them fight again. Man, I was panicking. I was really worried. But then, ding, the bell went. So I'm assuming that the ref knew that it was the end of the fight. Let him get up, and that way he would you know, he would stop it. But uh, it's tough, man. It is tough because, like you were just saying a minute ago, these guys have that. And yeah. they won't stop. So if you keep letting them up, right, they're gonna keep getting up, right. So you have to know when to. Like, he wasn't intelligently defending himself. I think the that's da- a, the damage was compounding, accumulating, right? accumulating. Yes, yeah. I think you said it real good right there. Uh, he wasn't intelligently defending himself, and I I think that's something interesting coming from your mouth, being in the ring fifty times. Uh, it's easy for me or anyone else to say, but you've lived that life, so. Fortunately, I've never <clears throat> got stopped. Yep. Had to, in that position, or ref had to wave it off, or maybe didn't wave it off and let it go on too early, because I don't know. I don't think I have quit in me. No, nope, I, I probably wouldn't have. I want to win, right? Especially if the belt's on the line. Of course. So, 
it's tough, man. It is. Like, I'm sure Tim was heartbroken. I know it wasn't waved off, but like, you're heartbroken. And, like, how many times the ref is, like, counting in front of you and stuff. As opposed to just stopping it? That's tough. Yeah, yeah it so is tough, tough man. Yeah, so I, tough. I agree. So, in, in saying that, I mean. Well, as a coach, mm-hmm. if you saw me. In Tim's position? I feel like you would have thrown the towel in. Yep. I would have hoped you would. Yes. Anyway. No, the answer is yes, I would. Because yeah, I wouldn't have. Right. I would have. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Uh, but re- referee is a thankless job, man. It's yes. tough. Yes. And, uh, you know, you got to make those split second, second decisions. But uh, um, it, it doesn't mean they, they can't be criticized. Just, you know, that's okay. You know, but uh, I, I agree that maybe there did become a point where uh, Tim was not intelligently defending himself. However, I got to tell you, I'm sure Tim will tell you the opposite, you know, because that's that's a fighter, right? Yeah. That's a fighter. So, listen, that, sh- that was a heck of a main event for every reason you can think of. Congratulations to Mark. The new WBC. Mark looked good, man. He looked calm. Light heavyweight. Uh, cruiserweight. Cruiserweight. Thank you. Cruiserweight champ. Yeah. What, what do you What do you want from Mark next? Oh, it's a good call. Uh, um, I I think they want uh the fight of Roar. Was it on Roar? Roar. Hell yeah. Um, where he won the world title. They want that fight. I think what's his face wants it back here's what i can tell you that fight isn't happening but i do know that mark has a fight wink wink okay 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 <laughs> oh man um oh uh nah, i'm not gonna speculate all right it's all good but um i i think i think mark training under kieran and kieran being who kieran is in the fight world i think there's a lot of eyes on mark and there's a lot of opportunities out there for him and, and uh they're just gonna grow and especially with a performance like that he's probably got a lot of fights coming his way He's already back in the gym. I saw he's... Exactly. Already training, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, all right. So, Tastes. shout out Muay Thai Tastes. World Cup. Hell of an event. I mean, a drive-in event, doing it outdoors. Uh, pretty wild. I, 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 I thank Kieran. Shout out to you, Kieran, for uh, having me be the commentator for that, man. I'm, I'm privileged, and I love my job. All right. Quickly, the UFC. Uh, we, I don't want to cover this too much, except Mr. Sean O'Malley. Let's start there. How'd you feel about that performance? Yeah. Speaking of... Well, let's st- well, let's start with that. What did you think? That was a hell of a performance. That guy couldn't touch him. A lot more rangy. O'Malley, like, I don't haven't watched a ton of him because I personally don't really like his shtick. Yeah, I I'm hear not, you. I'm not a fan. Bit of a douchebag, I hear you. His, his, his technique's good and stuff, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I really hope that kid got paid. That took that fight. I hear that, that he got a nice bonus. Was it fight of the night or something? Oh, I got no idea. But... Um, if I was in O'Malley's shoes, I would personally send that guy. I would e-transfer that guy, X amount or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Say thanks for taking that fight. And like we were talking about the other day, why is nobody else in that division stepping up? Right. And for, for you know, fighting to the end, you know, like yeah, he went after him. He was no backing up. Right. You know, right. It got stopped. You know, should have got yeah, stopped. O'Malley's slick, man. He's like he is spinning jab and moving backwards while punching and landing and then dipping out of the way. How is he going to do against uh, somebody super aggressive, same size? Well, I hear he's calling out Cody Garbrandt. Shorter. He's going to do the same thing. He's going to I agree, but run away and jab. Not run away, but... I know what you mean. Yeah, create create distance and... and I don't know, but Garbrandt's a little pit bull. He's going to come after you. Yeah, you know, and... and, Yeah, I think, well... 
Garbrandt gets a little hot-headed, man, and he's been called out, so I have a feeling he might uh, he might go get it. That'd be a fun one. Let's talk about McGregor. So, Ouch. I'll, yeah, I'll tell Owie. you what. I'll tell you what. I don't really want to talk too much about McGregor. Let's talk about his broken leg. Let's talk about him as a fighter, not as the. Correct. Being. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So, broken leg. Obviously, now I mean, we've both seen a bunch of different things. How this has happened. What's your theory? How do you... well, there's a lot of theories out there. Uh, Jeremy Parr came up with a good one the other day. I noticed mm-hmm. uh, there was a photo of him kicking like high up on the hip, like hip bone. Yeah, I think. And he's like, "You got to kick the soft spots," and I totally agree. Like, why don't we ever see this in Muay Thai? Right. Uh, the only one I can think of is honestly in not even Muay Thai, but kickboxing is um, uh, Spong. Tyron Spong. Tyron Spong. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. You know, and I'm sure that was just a well, obviously a freak accident, but it might have been a fracture from training, which I think we. All, Anybody who's fighting and kicking legs, we probably all have those mm-hmm. little fractures. So that could happen to any one of us. Yep. But I think we, we both know why we don't see it in Muay Thai. Oh, well, we kick correctly. We're <laughs> kicking a, the correct spots and yep. the stance. Yeah. Um, and uh, as as you know, um, I call it the easiest game plan in the world. If you want to kick them, you got to punch them first. Throw a jab, throw a kick. If you blindly throw a hard kick, like people are prepared for that. If they're good fighters, right? Because that's like one of the no. It's a baseball bat. You you got to be worried about that by lifting your knee, by covering with your arms, right? Like by catching the kick, by evading. So when you blindly throw a kick, your guard guard is short for on guard. You're on guard. You're ready for that, right? Yep. So when you blindly throw kicks like that. It rarely works out well. You gotta, in my opinion, you gotta mask something. Punch them, make them stand still, make them leave their guard a little bit, then kick them. I, it's the easiest game plan in the world. Make that, make that leg not engaged. You know, like take the weight off of it so it's not flexed. Right into the meat, or even the body or the head. Like it drove me insane when you would fight and just throw up one kick. Like. Yeah, and then you miss. You yes, and then yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. And then you pay for it. Yeah. It drove me crazy when you when my fighters would do that. Like, don't do that. It, you're just gonna get smashed. Like it's such, and, and we see it over and over again. And uh, and I think that's part of it in in MMA. Well, MMA, the calf kicks the fancy new thing. Right, right. right. And the way their stance is, there's a lot of weight on that front leg. So if you're kicking calf and you kick a little too high you're kicking right the knee. And, and there's a great chance you're going to kick too high. You're not going to kick the same spot perfectly every time. There's a great chance. No, man. Yeah. Well, hopefully this gets rid of the calf kick. Is it ruined fights in my opinion? <laughs> MMA fights. I hated it, man. <laughs> like somebody would leg well, would go limp and then you're the, like, ah, it's over. It's definitely gone away now since not Wyman. Couple, couple, yeah, one, two broken legs. McGregor. But, but Wyman's a good example of that. If my memory serves me properly, he just like, Rah, tried stepping into a huge monster low kick and that guy just like lunged his knee toward like it, right? barely like, bent his knee he, he was he was in the stance where i guarantee someone like you would look at that leg and go for god's sake don't throw a low kick i wouldn't have to tell you not to yeah. you would see his knee sticking out like yeah. like that chris weidman no offense sir if you ever listen to this <laughs> that was the stupidest thing you could have done like that was the stupidest thing you could have done that the last thing you should have done in that position was throw that kick it's bad kick <laughs> yeah. yeah you know so no offense and again coming from obviously the, the background where you're I'm not a wrestler so if I tried to take someone down you guys would crucify me obviously but 
at the highest levels, we keep the UFCs at the highest level, man. That that was a terrible game plan for the highest level of fight. So, or just a really bad mistake. So, what's your advice then? People want to throw leg kicks. Let's let's not even. Mm. You're an MMA fighter. An MMA fighter. Oh man! Oh no! You're coaching an MMA fighter. I have a tattoo on my neck. <laughs> yeah. What what? Uh, coaching an MMA fighter. Yeah. Someone saying, "Listen, man, I I want to land some kicks. I'm having trouble. I'm getting hurt." What are what are some what are some pointers you're giving them? Well, like number one, don't blindly kick. Don't just you got to look at your targets too. Set it up with hands. I would definitely for MMA. Like when I spar MMA guys, I like to use my fakes a lot. I I say I think that too. They they don't fake it almost ever. I uh, they they're, they're not are, real. They're their fakes are different. Yeah, it's like the the hand over here kind right. of thing. Um, Muay Thai doesn't work because we're just so like stationary. Like, right. Just kind of absorb everything. And different, game. Back. Right. Yeah, different game. Right. Different game. So, yeah, man, move your feet, create some angles, and fake them out because they're they're gonna react. MMA, there's so many other things going on, so the reactions are gonna be right, much more like bigger. Right. Yeah. Than I can agree. Slam machine in. Yeah. Well, good. Good advice. There you go. X fighter slash coach Chris. All right. Um, let's let's talk about upcoming stuff there. We talked about the ECL a little bit. So first of all, here's what I'm, I'm gonna. Oh yeah. Well, shout out to ECL because. Yeah, that's gonna be on the Fight Network. That's pretty cool. Yeah, October first, I think, right? Uh, October first or eighth? I'm not sure, but we'll we'll come back and make that happen. So awesome, man! Fight Network. We're talking about it again for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, there's already some good matchups we see. Obviously, uh, Matt Kendall versus uh, Scott McKenzie. Eric Rojo. I don't know who he's fighting, but he. uh, Yeah, he just posted he signed, so that's awesome. Yeah, see, Matar Lowe's on that poster. Abdu is on that poster. Quinn's on the poster. Quinn, Tim Lowe. Tim Lowe's on, on that poster, poster yeah. yeah. So shout out to you, Tim. I saw he's, he's yeah, he's like back to work, so. Good, good man, What's good man. That, that's a fighter. I wouldn't want to fight Tim. After that? After that. No, no, me neither. No. No, not going to be good. Tim's going to be on a mission. <laughs> yeah, he sure is. Um. So yeah, ECL, uh, I don't know much about Matt Kendall. I've seen him, uh, been in, on Friday Night Fights, obviously on the internet and stuff. Um. Obviously, getting a little uh, little older in his career. Uh, not not that Scott's young in his career, and Scott has quite a few gets quite a few injuries. I mean, for whatever reason, shit happens. But uh, what do you think of this fight? Uh, I think well, Matt's gonna give Scott a run for his money for sure. Yeah, I think he's a. Uh, Isn't he usually quite smaller? He's Matt a journeyman, man. He's been yeah. around. I think he might be perceived as smaller because Scott's such a shredded Big. beast. Well, I, I kind of thought you were matched up to fight Mike Ken, Matt Kendall once at 154. I thought it was like 160 or something because oh, oh, we oh. knew he was big and we were like, oh, shit. Well, shit, maybe I'm take. wrong. But Okay. Um, I can't remember. I, I don't want to give a prediction because I honestly have no idea, but that's a fight I'm definitely – I'm making that drive for sure. Yeah. I'm going to go yeah. see that, yeah. Um, I obviously have much more experience watching Scott than I do uh, Matt. Yeah. And Scott's obviously big, big, strong dude. Uh, He's going to come in and smash you. Yeah, for sure. If if he's gonna get you, man, it's it, you know he's a praying mantis. It's gonna be hard to get away from him. Um, yeah, I don't know much about M- Matt Kendall, unfortunately, but uh, I think he's. Um, I think he might have his own small thing going, but right. he trains a lot with I think like Jake McKenzie and his crew. Okay, yeah, Redemption, I think. Redemption I think so. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so he's got a big, strong Jake's big, strong dude. Oh, cool. hell of a matchup there. Yep. Um, I also want to talk about just in our own gym. Rashid Olumpayu, we're doing our, uh, just want to give a shout out to our, uh, what's going to be Team Watchdog Junior competition team coming up here. Uh, we're going to have some tryouts. and September, 
Watch out, kids. Yeah, September, you know, and parents as well, if you're listening, we just want to, uh, now that we're back to it, you know, we talked about doing it, and there's no reason we can't, so let's let's create a competition team for those who are looking for a little extra and want to find, I can't tell you what you're going to find if you become a fighter, but if you ask Chris what it's like to have that find, whatever it is, it's something special, so, you know, we want to be able to make sure everybody has access to that, so watch out. Team Watchdog, as well as our uh, Punch Face Friday sparring circuit. We're going to have a circuit just on our, for our people, so keep an eye out for that. Fist of Fury, Medicine Hat, coming September. Grassroots, baby. Yeah, I, I like it down there. They hold a good fight card. The parties are fun after. Like, oh, yeah, man. That's we, legend down there. <laughs> that's Well, talking about uh, fighting, like that's one of the experiences about fighting is traveling to these small places, uh, local where there's 17 amateur fights, and you're like number nine. Yeah, it's a long night. Yeah. You have a, like you have like three or four people in the crowd that made the drive, and then oh man, yeah, helmet shin guards, helmet and, shin guards. Yeah, man, yeah. You're so nervous. I know Jamie. I'm not sure if Shane, uh, Shane Morgan's still holding those events himself. Uh, I know Jamie. Jamie, Jamie is, yeah. I feel like she's kind of taking the driver's seat at least, if not completely taken over. I would. Say I, yes. I think the gym for sure. I'm not sure about the, the event, but either way, we love fighting down there and uh, you'll see us there for sure. Whether we have fighters, it's tough right now just coming back from COVID, but I know we're all excited to have these events, but uh, I'll be there because I love to be there. So shout out to you guys. Uh, Triumphant Muay Thai coming in August. Eddie Abasolo. Yeah, against uh, Alex Buble. What do you think about that main event? I like it. Yeah? Big gronky guy versus a slick Rick. Who do you got? I, not terribly gronky. I know what you mean though. Yep. Yeah. Heavy um, footed, heavy, heavy handed, heavy, heavy dude. Tons of experience. Yeah. He's got a ton of experience too, and he's slick. Um I'm not gonna take anybody on that one. I'm gonna take Eddie. Uh I think although I think Alex Buble has a lot of experience. I think this is one of those fights where Alex has been a lot on social media, you know, on Liam Nolan's social media. I've trained with him a little bit. PK Sanchai Muay Thai Gym, you know, on there. So I think this is, I I see this as a good time for Eddie to hop on a bit of a name with a style that matches up well with Eddie, right? Interesting. Uh, I well, think Eddie, like, he's he's been in the UK and done damage in the UK. Very true. Don't get me wrong, but... but but you know social media just has so much of a presence and, and not that he's not on social media but he's just you know it's a different kind of presence he's just such a chilled out guy showing you what he's doing having some fun obviously he's got that sweep city challenge and stuff like that but yeah. but i think to further what he's probably looking for in muay thai uh i think this is the perfect time to take this fight not saying it can't go the other way alex is a bad man had some big big fights um i'll watch that one too for yeah sure yeah yeah that's a great uh for two titles as well i believe Triumphant world title, WMC. Inter- oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or MAD? No, that was... Never mind. Last last event there. Um, Mike Miles holding an event in October. I'm, I think, 6th. Was that right? Or maybe... I don't even know. I'll, I'll find I'm out for sure. Yeah, 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 me neither. I'm, I'm terrible at dates. But uh, we'll, we'll get it nailed down. Um, that's all I really have on that. But uh, obviously, we would love to be involved. It'll be, yeah, an amateur card. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, as well, Muay Thai World Cup is having a September card. September 5th. Another amateur card, right? Yeah, just amateur card. Awesome. Um, so there's lots of opportunities coming up. Yeah. Uh, now, to be honest, what these events need are fighters. You know? like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it can't be the same people. And then obviously ECL we talked about also in October, and that's uh, uh, Mukai obviously throwing on a pro card. Uh, he's he's the promoter here. And uh, uh, getting on the Fight Network, man, that's that's awesome. That's 
that only helps everybody. Huge you exposure. Know, that's, yeah, that's going to be awesome. A lot of eyes on you. You bet. So shout out to all these upcoming events. Okay. Um, here we go. We're going to talk about, we have a top three section here. This is going to be a fun segment that we're going to do. So every time we come here, we're going to do a top three. So sometimes we'll, we'll just have fun and give creative answers. Sometimes we'll test ourselves some of our maybe Muay Thai fight knowledge. Uh, we don't know these questions beforehand. We have uh, your top three of something. So I guess we'll find out what it is. And then we got about sort of like 30 seconds to answer. Maybe we can talk about them and all that good stuff. Uh, you want to ask first? You want me to go first? I'll ask you first. Okay, I'm ready. You want me to set a timer? Uh, if we go over who cares but oh, we'll, we'll try and sure, keep it under sure, okay? okay you ready your top three okay before I say do I have to go like three two one I don't care one either. being the best I'll do it that no, way uh, okay I'll, oh shit that's kind of hard I'll try I'll try to do it that way <laughs> yeah it's gonna be hard Meg. can I get five <laughs> yeah exactly um, okay so I'm asking you this because uh, I heard you say this a lot when we were teaching on zoom you taught a lot about. You talked a lot about styles mm. of Muay Thai, of Muay. So your top three Muay, what, Muay Ooh. mats? Can I say? It? Yeah. Ready? Top three yeah. uh, fighters. Go. Oh wait, stop. Oh, okay. you're getting time to think. I'm sorry. Okay. For those of you that don't know Muay Mutt, like hard, like a Rod Tang is the prime example of a Muay Mutt fighter. He's gonna come in and he's gonna punch your lights out and kick your legs and he's just super aggressive lots of heavy hands another one would be porn Sine from back in the day okay go we just take some of my answers here i just gave you the yeah. two answers yeah uh uh number one number one I, I mean obviously very very popular on social media right now uh but i've, I've loved this guy forever liam harrison okay yeah. I, I love his attitude with his his muay mud style of puncher low kicker aggressive he's got yeah. that mug and all those posters definitely is all right number two 10 seconds. Uh, Porn Sine, Sit Mon Chai. The guy's a savage. You know, basically the exact same reasons as uh, Liam Harrison. Reel. Yeah, and then obviously his fight with Pokorn. Uh, number three, would you consider Ramon Deckers? I I guess so, yeah. Why not? Yeah. All Best right. of all time, Ramon Deckers. 35 seconds 35 to name seconds. three. I guess I didn't really explain Ramon Deckers, but that's okay. Those are my three. Oh, we don't need to. No, you Ramon don't. Deckers, the diamond. Exactly. The diamond lives forever. This is my hero. All right. 30 Quick. seconds. Are you ready? Yeah. You have to tell me your top three Southpaw fighters. Southpaw fighters. Okay, well, number one has to be Sunshine because it's Sunshine. Sure. Right? You can't not like the guy. It's Sunshine. He can do he everything. He everybody. He, <laughs> he can do everything, and he's a Southpaw. Uh, Georgia Petrosian because oh, I didn't think it. Um, Jeez, shame he's on the me. doctor, right? The greatest kickboxer of all time. But he does it in a Muay Thai stance, which I really, really appreciate. And he's just a robot. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, okay. I'm going to cheap out and go Yod. Oh, hey, man, that's my favorite. I know, but Sunshine and Yod, of course you're going to say it. But Yod, man, like, um, think back to Contender Asia 2007. That's when I was starting to fight. Right. So Yod was like the man, and that's like the guy you're like, oh, man, one day I'm going to be like Yod. Yep. So, yep. Yep. Um, for any, sure, top three. Any, uh, any uh, honorable mentions? Uh, honorable mentions, Southpaw. Sitichai, really like Sitichai. Mm. Like his style, his kickboxing style. Um, um, oh no, of course I'm drawing blanks. No, sorry. No worries. Just, just, yeah. just, just curious. Just wonder if you had any honorable mention. Honorable mention. Sitichai. Awesome. Well, that's what a bad dude, man. Um, maybe he's a little old school, like Samson Isan. You know, the old school 
just just heavy-handed low kick you're obviously bovi <laughs> so um one of my favorite fights to watch just to like just get yourself jacked go to training or whatever is bovi versus pinka oh yeah man yeah <laughs> they're in france so no elbows or like elbow pads or whatever and they're right. elbowing each other they're swearing like just swinging for the fences there you go get on youtube guys what a crazy fight pinka versus bovi all right um good so another thing we wanted to do is uh while we have the platform to do this and hopefully we have some students listening is is uh i wanted we wanted to give out a student shout out of the podcast uh if you've been training hard you have a good attitude you've been coming to class and all that good stuff we want to recognize you uh sometimes it's hard for us to do it in class or we just have a lot of students so we just want to highlight that every once in a while and let you guys know keep up the good work we see what you're doing and uh and we're proud of you um Who's your shout out for the podcast, sir? Um, day, uh, what what day do they train? What class are they in? My no last shout name. out, no, no last name, um, especially because it's a youth, a junior kid. But his name is Tristan. He trains on Tuesday, Thursdays. I know who that is. Yeah, he's been coming for, I think he started right before COVID. I don't believe he did online, but he's back. Um, kind of an, uh, you know, awkward little kid, as most kids are. But the past couple of weeks, every single word that has come out of my mouth to help him with his kicks technique whatever he has picked up on and mm. like a matter of two weeks he's a completely different kid nice and he's coming out of his shell you can tell he's a little bit shy and stuff but he's now he's starting to crack jokes and good know, it's really awesome to see well, shout out tristan yeah shout out to you tristan and uh i'm sure covid had to do with that making kids all weird and awkward and whatnot like, <laughs> you know oh, it's okay to be normal again you don't have to be scared you know but anyway uh, I'll give my shout out, uh, shout out the podcast to our uh, well Monday, Wednesday evening double class, Tuesday, Thursday lunch class, sometimes Monday, Wednesday jujitsu, sometimes Tuesday, Thursday jiu-jitsu. and Tuesday, Thursday jujitsu and sparring Friday nights. Uh, my shout out is to Kung Fu Chris. <laughs> um, shout out to you, man. Listen, I uh, I see how you live your life. I see you're you're a guy who's always on the go. You're going to school. You got to maintain. You have kids. And you do not miss class unless it's absolute. And that's that pill. That's the magic pill everyone talks about. That is the pill. You got to just show up. You got to be consistent. Okay. So, Chris, that's you, man. Uh, shout With out to you. With a good attitude. Too. That's right. D- yes. Yes. Because you could be a kid getting forced, which we have, right? Kids are forced there. They have poopy attitudes. Boy, they're there every day. But Chris always comes in ready to rock. Enthusiastic, working hard, man. Shout out to you, sir. I really appreciate that. Okay, so uh, just to finish off here, um, um, any we have a kind of a rapid fire shout out thing here. Um, just a shout out of the podcast. But before we do, is there anything else, Chris? You wanted to say? No, man. This was fun. I'm. I hope um, we can do this again soon, which we will be, obviously. Um, and as all these events start happening, we're gonna have way more to talk about. Yeah. So. Yeah, um, we didn't really get to talk about one one championship, and you know. Oh yeah, it, it's coming. There's so many other events out in the UK, and and there's like Africa's having WBC fights and stuff. So yeah, we yeah. just got to do our homework. That's it, and then we can talk about fights all day. Um, other than that, um, I'll I'll do uh, well. Let's give a shout out first of all to uh, Turkey and Pistols, Rob Sachuk. Uh, that guy designs our shirts at the gym. Also, the logo for the shout out podcast. And uh, Rob, I just think you're an awesome dude. Shout out to you. He used to train with us. He's a badass. That's it. Shout Old school. Rashido, man. Uh, Pat Rossi, the guy that did our theme song, that kick-ass theme song you heard at the beginning at the end of this podcast. Shout out to you, sir. Uh, well done. Jake Peacock, Jake Lee, fighting 
for the European line fight title in October. Sorry, August. Cannot wait for that. Good luck, buddy. Big fight, man. Good luck. Next one. Cody Jerome fighting in California, I believe it is. Yeah. Um, defending? Defending or and new. I believe it might be a new belt. Anyways, WC, WCK world title. That's pretty sweet. Or North American title. Nice. Doesn't matter. That's coming up. Good luck, buddy. Looking shredded, man. Shout out to you. Uh, obviously, uh, Michael Fitzpatrick, new WBC. I believe that's middleweight uh, Muay Thai Canadian champ. Shout out to you, sir. Hell of a finish. Shout out Mark McKinnon. Same thing. New cruiserweight WBC Canadian champ. Yeah, you bet, man. Uh, shout out to you, Mark. Anybody looking at you uh, from that fight um, isn't going to be too excited to sign that contract. And uh, last but not least, shout out to Lore Master. My bad. <laughs> Lore Hammer Podcast. Sorry, guys, uh, for the use of the podcast space. These guys are awesome, and I really appreciate that uh, that we get to use this space. So shout out to you guys. Shout out to you, Lore Hammer Podcast. My bad. Shout out to you, Jason. Shout out to you, buddy. Well, guy. And uh, we're looking forward to doing this again. We're going to look at doing this every uh, um, two weeks or so, depending on, I guess, maybe what kind of fight news we have. But uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself, and uh, we'll see you around the bend. Yeah. Peace. Oh, yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. It's time for the Shout Out Podcast. Ha, ha, ha. J&C, man. Yeah. In the house. Dynamic duo. Yeah, man. This is what we do. Yeah. This is what we know. I can punch you out. I can kick you down. But if you this my podcast, you know I will knock you out. Oh, yeah. Elbow to the face. To the face. Hammer punch to the, to the head. Talking all things, fighting like a dream that never ends.